0: Welcome to the campfire. Yes, indeed. I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And we're two RV industry veterans who travel part-time.
1: In a small trailer.
0: Which is where we are now, looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips. Tricks. And discounts.
1: Yeah. We are in our small travel trailer. Actually, the weather is not too bad today. 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 But boy, I hope everybody is staying warm and safe. The weather has been nuts all across the nation for a couple of weeks oh now. Oh my gosh, right? Northern California's where we, you know, where we used to live is getting another snowstorm today. And we had to hide out in a ba- bathroom building at a campground in Arkansas because <laughs> of a tornado warning. Yeah, that we, was entertaining. Yeah, got to our cousins in Tennessee and they, well, actually another place in Tennessee that we stayed at a Harvest Host location had no power. When we got to our cousin's house, there was no power. They did get it on after about 36 hours or something.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, there was such severe winds. There was a car in a parking lot and a big sign from a White Castle hamburger place literally fell over and crushed the yeah. car. Fortunately, nobody was in the car, but that's how bad the winds were. I mean, I don't know what those signs are rated to take, but not as much wind as... It took.
1: Yeah, I saw a hotel sign as we were driving. It bent over at the top. Like, it didn't fall to the ground, but the the sign part was bent over at the top of the poles. Yeah, so the weather outside is frightful. <laughs> frightful indeed. But yeah, yesterday, we were sitting around in t-shirts. Yeah. Right, just sitting around the camp. I was going to say the campfire. We didn't actually have a fire. We were sitting around the camper. With our my cousin and my uncle and just hanging out and yeah, enjoying drinking this moonshine and, and drinking moonshine because we are in Tennessee <laughs> after all, so anyway, I hope that everyone is warm and safe and happy and comfortable and getting ready to go camping.
0: Yeah, well, and speaking of power and power outages, when we camped at a Harvest Host a uh, right. few days ago, and then when we arrived here at Peggy's cousin's house in Tennessee, no power there, but we had plenty of power. And as many of you know, who listen regularly, that's because we have our power package in our 2023 Rockwood Mini Light. And that power package comes from ABC Upfitters, and they can put a system in your RV too if you're looking to camp off the grid and not have power worries and we have not had power worries. We
1: have not had power worries, we've had fortunately a lot of sun and so the batteries are staying very well charged and we're doing something that's a little new to us and we'll talk a lot more about this in the future. But. We now have Starlink, and what a lot of people warned us about boondocking with Starlink is that that little bugger wants a lot of power.
0: Yeah, and yet we have been just fine for days and days. There were some sunny days. Today is a overcast day, and we're still doing fine. We can travel and ride.
2: Oh, sorry, (laughs) Jimmy
0: Buffett song line. (laughs) But seriously, we have been very pleased with the off-grid solution and our relatives are also lifelong RVers and they were like wow look at that system that's fantastic. When
1: we actually got here they said oh I'm so sorry that you know we don't have power and, and we said no we're, we're fine you can just come over here and hang out with us because we <laughs> We were in better shape than they were for the
0: moment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we had water and power and heat and all of those things. So if you are looking to camp off the grid and you want a reliable system that actually works, talk to the folks at ABC Upfitters. We have been very pleased with our system and know you will be as well.
1: And speaking of working... We met someone who works a lot.
0: Works and does some pretty cool stuff with RVs. In fact, a few weeks ago, we talked to Paul Lassitinola about the Camp Nation Expo. Right. And we got introduced to Shai Del Grosso, this week's guest. And at the Camp Nation Expo, she is going to be talking about upgrading and just changing and restyling your RV.
1: Let's talk to Shai. Today, we are happy to be speaking with Shai Del Grosso from Shai Del RVs. Shai, thank you so much for taking some time to speak with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited.
0: Shai does some interesting things with RVs. Tell us a little about Shai Del RVs.
2: Well, Scheidel RVs mainly does RV renovations, and I'm based here in Las Vegas. All of the projects that I do, I bring some helpers on board to come and assist when I need it, for, but for the most part, it's all hands-on. So it's me doing the work, and then I also do a bunch of how-to videos, short and direct, and then it grew into content creation So and consulting, <laughs> a little bit all over the board.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Do you do renovations for people then, or do you renovate and then sell RVs or how does, what's the typical process?
2: A little bit of both. Okay. So my own personal projects, I usually do about two to three a year. Um, Those are my passion projects, right? So those are the ones that I've picked up that need a new home that need to be adopted. I see a lot of potential in them and then I'll buy them. But then do them my own design, um, my own visuals and visions, and then I'll kind of put that into play. And those take longer. And then I'm making sure that all the systems are updated and upgraded and make sure they're all working. And then I will most likely sell those. Those have been really popular. I've been trying to keep them, but everybody just really (laughs) wants them. I haven't been able to keep them. I do have a passion project in 1955, Beljoa that I've been working on the last couple of years, but that's been put to the side every now and then (laughs) because all these other ones keep coming. But on the other side of that, I do have clients that come in and I renovate theirs for them. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And do you mostly do modern RVs or vintage or?
2: A little bit of both. Okay. My specialty, I like to specialize in the years between 75 to 95, primarily because those are my favorite to work on. I love working on the framework, the aluminum siding and the materials there. I feel like they're built better than the new ones nowadays. Right. But I have worked on anything, like I said, from like 1955 to 2021. Wow. So all over the board, all okay. different styles.
0: Oh. How in the world did you get into RV <laughs> remodeling?
2: <laughs> I know that's strange, right? This girl out of Las Vegas, where do I come from? <laughs> What's funny is I uh, was actually a hospitality manager for a while at a really big company out here in Vegas. Um, and I was doing that for a few years. And for some reason, I just became obsessed with van life <laughs> overnight, just overnight, just van life on my phone 24-7, couldn't get it out of my brain. And so I had talked to my husband about it. And I told him, I feel like this is our calling. We should get a van. He said, well, I don't think all the kids are going to fit in there because we have six kids. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So he's all like, maybe we should look at something a little bit bigger. And so I wanted to really start from the ground up and I wanted to convert like a cargo trailer and, you know, really get my hands dirty. But we decided on a newer travel trailer just to get started with. And that was my first baby, my pride and joy. That was Joey. And that was a few years ago. He was a 2017 Forest River, about 21 foot. And then I didn't post anything on social media before then, but a couple of my friends said, Hey, you should probably post this online because you should a private person. So I posted uh, his upgrade and his renovation online, and it just blew up from there. And so I ended up uh, starting to rent him out on like RV Share and Outdoorsy on the platforms. And ah. That went well. Yeah, and then it turned into a business. I quit my managerial job and started doing it full-time and now I spend more time with the family. So
1: So did you actually get to use Joey to go camping or did you just renovate it and end up selling it right away?
2: You know, we held on to Joey for a while and he is the one that saved us during the pandemic for sure. So he he was the most popular one and at that time I was also pregnant and then working on a couple other projects. But Joey saved us. So my husband here, works in hospitality in the hotel industry everybody was laid off for a while and then I was doing my thing so the renters just started coming back to back to back during that year and that summer it was nuts
0: oh so do you do mechanical upgrades or changes or is it predominantly decor or some of both or
2: a little bit of both so I like to make sure I'm a very technical person (laughs) very technical also mechanical turns out. Good. So I like to make, thank you. I like to make sure that all of the systems are working. I do the roofs, I do the plumbing, I do the electrical. I want to make sure all the lights work, all of the plumbing, there's no leaks. I've learned a lot along the way. So (laughs) each, yeah, each and every unit has its own little quirks, if you will, right? Or little repairs. So they're all kind of different. But for the most part, all the systems are the same. So once you get a grasp of simple the systems are i say that a lot how simple it is and that's what i try to teach everybody right but once you get your hands on them and tr- you figure it out then from there it's just replacing pieces yeah, yeah it's
0: i mean rvs are pretty consistent from one to the next in terms of subsystems right water heaters and water right. pumps and refrigerators right. they all basically come from the same companies yeah. so then once you've got that working but one of the things i've i've seen because we're fascinated by restorations and upgrades and changes is I've seen people buy vintage trailers and then they take the skin off and it's like, uh (laughs) uh-oh, and lots of those vintage trailers are for sale sort of as a kit project now (laughs) right
2: right or they completely gut them and take out all the originals which is kind of sad right yes i've seen a lot of those and then just put completely brand new modern mdf in there oh boy
0: so would you say as someone who's modified some newer rigs Do you think that the changes can affect the value of those rigs?
2: Yes and no. So if we're talking about vintage campers, the price points on resells, depending on how much you restore and how much you renovate, right, quote unquote, the price points can be all over the board. And it also depends on the area that you're in. But from what I'm seeing is... Well, my own personal style is taking as much of the original and keeping as much of the original as possible and then also blending it with modern touches to make it feel updated and new, but still maintaining the bones and the structure and the seasoned experience, right? Hmm. But as far as the resale value goes, it's really all over the board. I find that the vintage campers that keep as much of the original as possible are selling for more than the mm-hmm. ones that are completely gutted and they have more character right yeah and they have more life to them so when you completely gut it out and put everything brand new well then it loses its touch and you might as well go get a brand new one
0: yeah exactly right did you have any handy work or design skills before you got into this or was this just like All of a sudden you discovered a secret (laughs) abilities.
2: You know, I think about that every day and I talk to my husband about it every day. I think it's a combination of life experience because I remember being a kid and my my dad had all daughters. He also had six children. One, the last one was a baby boy, but it was all daughters. But I was kind of like the black sheep, right? So I was the one mowing the lawn and taking out the trash and working with him side by side and getting my hands dirty. I was a sponge, but I remember like my favorite toy was a little plastic car that he got me that you could take apart and put together. Like that was the intention of the toy. And then I would like steal all of their office supplies and their block phones and take them apart and put them together. (laughs) And I always thought it was strange. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. And then all of this stuff. And then I would put together furniture for the kids and I think it was just life experience combined until I really figured it out and it worked on my first and second. Oh, it all makes sense now. I really enjoy this. And that's why I love it so much. It's because every new project and every u- new unit is completely different and I'm learning something new. And that goes hand in hand with my ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> right. So there's always something to be learning. I absolutely love it. Yeah.
0: So as somebody who has remodeled RVs, I know you're going to be teaching at the Camp Nation Expo coming up, which is pretty cool.
2: I'm so excited for that.
0: What kind of things are you going to be sharing with the people there?
2: So the two workshops that I have lined up are both on Friday and Saturday. And the first hour is going to be painting like a pro. And I'm going to be showing and teaching my painting techniques. So if you look online, painting is all over the board with RVs, right? (laughs) So you have a ton of different cabinets. They, they can be laminated. They can be real wood, the age, all that good stuff. So depending on what kind of structure you have and the cabinets and the interior walls really depends on what kind of technique you should be using for painting. And there's oh. so many opinions out there. So I'll be teaching the techniques that have worked for me hundred percent of the time. Right. And so we're talking about no scratches on the wall and no peeling and all that good stuff and then the second part of that is going to be wallpaper techniques as well so when you work with wallpaper
1: do you do things like that like spoon flower or temporary wallpaper that's like removable or are you, you just go in and go all the way and like that's it I made a decision
2: <laughs> man it Again, it depends on each unique style and design and Uh each unique RV and camper, right? So I do use a lot of the peel and stick, but it depends on the pattern as well. So if I see a pattern that I like and it's peel and stick, then by far, yes, I will use it. There's also fabric wallpapers out there that don't have any adhesive on the back. You can use spray adhesives for those. I actually... This design that we're in right now is scarlet, and she's a fifth wheel. I did this one for my mom. Oh, (laughs) but yeah, she's uh, traveling abroad in Thailand and Australia. Yay for her! So I'm just kind of watching it for now. But she has a mural wall in here that's a fabric wallpaper, and then I had to seal it with um, polyurethane spray. But in order to get it onto the walls, you have to use like a spray adhesive, and there's so many different grades of spray adhesives. So you can go for like the ones with less strength, or you can go with high strength, but the peel and stick wallpaper, those are going to be more on the thinner side. And the problem with wallpaper that a lot of people are having when they try it is temperature changes, right? So depending on, mm -hmm, so depending on what area you're in, what season it is, if it's super hot, like in Arizona and Vegas, you're going to spend Hours putting that wallpaper up, peel and stick, even though it feels really tacky, it's going to be down in a, in a matter of hours or the next day. And you're just going to be so frustrated. Oh, man. But yeah. But same thing with um, extreme cold. So it, there's so many different thicknesses and different materials that are used in wallpaper it really depends
0: yeah and that's something a regular house would not likely see right like we will be towing our trailer from here in new mexico where it's cold and miserable to the south where it's going to be warmer probably warm and very humid
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah everybody's in baja right now (laughs) do you do a lot of like teaching and well i guess you do like weekly classes and stuff too, right? So you, in addition to the work you do, you also teach people so that they can do their own work.
2: Absolutely. I am a firm believer in that we shouldn't gatekeep our knowledge, right? And so I spent so much time, hands-on time learning from my mistakes. And I think that we should share our knowledge out there and put the information out there so that you save people time and money. Cause the one thing you can never get back is time. Right. Yeah. So I like to share all of my experiences. Cause when I was going through these processes, there was not a lot of information out there and the information that was out there were very long drawn out videos right. and you had to fast forward to get to the information or it just wasn't present at all because The renovation side of it, although, yeah, you're seeing a lot of people come up that are starting to do it now. It's still fairly new in the last few years. Yeah. So having that new knowledge and information out there and teaching people that they can save a lot of money, they can save a lot of time. um, They don't have to have their unit in the service workshop for months at a time for something so simple that they can just tweak like a screw, right? (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) I like to put that information out there and share as much as possible, but I do take on clients on the consulting side as well. So if they have their own uh, renovation that they would like to do, especially if they're in a different location, I do one-on-one coaching with them and we'll go through the processes and then we'll go through the steps they're able to contact me at any time when they have direct questions. So it's like having your personal coach during your renovations.
1: Yeah, and for those people that wanna do their own, do you start with helping them find or pick or choose an RV or is it like, hey, I bought this RV and now I wanna change it, can you help me?
2: A little bit of both. Okay. (laughs) I've I've had people all over the board. They'll call me first and say, hey, I'm really looking for this and this is my budget. Can you help me? Yeah, absolutely, I can help you find one but depending on what your budget is, here's the pros and cons with that, right? Here's what we can work with. And I try to be as truthful and honest and direct with them and transparent as possible, telling them, you're going to have water damage. (laughs) You're going to have to fix something because every day, you know this, right? So there's something to tweak and something to repair. So you really have to be ready for it, not just on the renovation side, but also on the repair and living side of it.
0: Yeah, Yeah, the the only older RV that does not have water damage is one that was literally garaged the moment it was bought and never yeah. pulled out of there. And exactly. I don't know how many of those there yeah. are.
2: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's rare. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, every once in a while it's like, oh, look, there's almost no water damage. But usually it's like, it, that's not true.
2: Right. And then I'll have clients come in and call me and then say, hey, I have this unit or it was passed down or I obtained it somehow, right? And then they'll want to fix it up and make it into their own little tiny home sure. or stationary workshop.
0: Yeah, I mean some of these, especially some of these really cool like the Spartans and that sort of stuff. Uh, I've seen those. some neat Yeah, right. I've seen some neat like restorations where it's kind of like for classic cars there's a thing called resto mod where you basically take the old car and put in modern components so it still looks old but it works new. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, that's that's a little bit of what I do. Yeah.
0: So you resto mod trailers. Yeah. Or RVs, I, I should say. RV,
2: yeah. All kinds of RVs. I actually just got my hands on a 1967 Silver Streak Sabre. Oh, cool. oh, wow. Oh, man, Oh uh, She's gorgeous. And we're trying to keep her as original as possible. Her cabinets, I, I call them her and her, or him. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. But her cabinets are in great shape. She still has the original plumbing and piping with, like, the copper pipes and not the pecs. Or, uh, it's fantastic. I love it.
0: We had a vintage aristocrat and it was surprising for me i don't know why because it was a 1970 to see the soldered copper plumbing i'm like that's oh yeah i guess that's what they had back then but it's just, I don't know yeah, why I'm so used to seeing packs.
2: Well, yeah. that's because it's on all the systems. It's light and it's easy to repair right. yeah. older systems. I was, I was on cloud nine on day one of evaluating. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so you or
1: RVs all kind of tell you their gender. Do they all give you their name? Or does everything, does everything (laughs) coming through you end up with a name?
2: Yeah, I like to say strangely that I'm an RV medium. (laughs) It sounds sounds so strange, but before I even touch it, right, I have to go in and spend a few minutes just in the space absorbing, you know, a little bit of the history or whatnot. It sounds so strange when I say it, but each and everyone is so unique and different that I'll just start looking around on the walls, on the cushions, on the benches or whatnot. And instead of picking a name, I'll let it sit and marinate for a little bit, right? And then it'll just hit me in the forehead one day. (laughs) Yeah. Same thing with the designs. Not all of them are going to be shabby chic or farmhouse or whatever it is right so they're all very if you notice on my designs like on instagram i have photos on there and even on my website they're all so uniquely different as far as style
0: yeah that's cool so have you come across any nasty surprises in your uh, in your <laughs> process i mean i i've looked inside the walls of some rvs and it's like ooh, yeah. ooh, this is worse than i thought it would be
2: yeah you know there's little critters mickey mouse likes to pop up every now and then <laughs> right yeah. or remnants of mickey mouse and his family i'm sorry rip <laughs> <laughs> So there's been those there have been some where it doesn't look like or doesn't feel or smell like there's any water damage within the walls. But then you start peeling back the layers and boom, it's in like secret hiding spots. Mm. Just like all of those things. I wouldn't say like any crazy surprises because I don't think anything's crazy at this point. (laughs) 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 I've kind of of seen it all, right? It may surprise other people, but.
0: And then if somebody is looking for a good restoration project, any tips that they should keep in mind in looking?
2: Absolutely. So I've written a couple blogs on this. You're definitely going to want to do your research, Before you go and pick one up off the streets, do your research on what the market value is. Look around in surrounding areas on the price points, on the years, what your budget is. If it's a drivable, then definitely have a reliable mechanic with you to look under the hood. If it's a towable, you definitely want to poke around in each and every corner of mm-hmm. that towable because the front corners we know this right <laughs> those are going to have your water damage especially the cab overs and then also in the back corners keep an eye out on uh, patchwork so if there's any sealant especially on the roof that looks like it's fresh or new or cover-ups oh, anywhere. Yeah. that's a red flag use all five of your senses right so you're going to want to look around you're going to want to smell if there's anything musky or anything new Paint might have been covered up with <laughs> yeah. touch and feel the walls and just all of the above just use your five senses for sure
0: Good. yeah and i mean some people have a lot more skills than others it, it sounds like you are in the more skills department of course
2: yeah you know when i find a treasure <laughs> i'm pretty proud <laughs> of myself because <laughs> there's a lot of them out on the market right now yeah
0: Man. oh yeah and all of a sudden people are wanting to sell their rvs
2: right right or they've gotten into it and they started a project and they've just kind of lost patience and given up at some point
0: (laughs) yeah i I like the camp nation idea because a lot of people they have these visions and they'll look at instagram or whatever at these beautiful beautifully restored rvs and go i want to do that and then they see their neighbor might have something in the backyard and they'll go oh i could do that with with that rv and then it's like wah wah no (laughs) yeah (laughs)
2: you have to have a lot of patience with yourself and that's the thing is you can't just slap on paint right
0: yeah well you could but
2: oh you could (laughs) did you see the look we gave each other there we (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes
1: we've had a couple of vintage rv projects but also some older car projects and I don't know when we'll ever learn our lesson. No, we I think we, we really learned. are not project people. We need you. We need yeah. to find <laughs> we need to find you at the end of a project and you know just find something that is absolutely completely ready to go because every time we say, "Oh, we're going to be able to do this ourselves." We can't do it ourselves.
0: No, I have.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've learned that it takes a certain breed. So I can share the information, and I can tell you how simple the systems are. But it ter- takes a certain person and a certain mindset and patience yes. to follow through and finish it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I think those are our questions. Any advice you would give in conclusion to our audience, other than, of course, find shy. And yeah, you can, and <laughs> Thank you. where are the best places to find you
2: all over social media my biggest platform is on tiktok but not a lot of people in the community are on tiktok yet so you can also find me on instagram and then i just started a youtube channel but mainly my website you'll be able to go through all of my socials from there mm-hmm. and the website is shy that's s-h-i-d as in dog e-l-r-v-s
0: Okay. Sounds good. And of course, we'll put a link in the show notes and I may share some of your beautiful pictures with our audience there too. Oh, thank you. And we wish we could be at Camp Nation, but we suggest that you go if this is something that you're interested in or or contact Chai. Yeah. She has some great stuff on her website.
2: Yes. Thank you very much. And I'm happy to answer any questions that come into my box. (laughs) Excellent. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure meeting you. you here. Likewise. Thank you.
0: All right. Take care.
1: You might be asking why are we in Tennessee, and it's because we're on our way to Georgia.
0: Wait, I thought it was because of the moonshine and the bourbon
1: <laughs> well, and the
0: Corvette Museum.
1: That's why we took the route through Tennessee to oh, get to Georgia. Oh, Jones. <laughs> that's right. We are having a ball out here on the road, and the reason we really took this journey in particular was that the FMCA International Convention, and 5th or 15th? Yeah. 16th? I'm lost now. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, it is in, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be next week in Perry, Georgia.
0: This is a big convention. They estimate like 2,500 RVs will be there and several thousand people. There's not only RVs to buy, But there are all kinds of vendors, including some people who we're really excited to meet in person.
1: Absolutely. We'll probably have some of those as guests coming up in the next few weeks. But you know, it's great to go to these conventions. We teach some seminars, for one thing. But even the seminars that we don't teach are really awesome.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, just because we're teaching seminars, don't let that dissuade you right. from going. Right, you don't have to go. <laughs> right, you're like, no, I don't want to see them. But there are some great workshops. There are a tremendous number of vendors. I think my favorite part of the FMCA is just the cool other campers you get to meet and spend time with. And we've made some great friends that we purposely spend time with on the road absolutely
1: we've met them at fmca actually there's some people we met at like three fmca's conventions in a row and now we intentionally say well where are you going to be that's where we're going to be yeah. Regardless of FMCA. Like we seek each other out even outside of that.
0: If you're looking for meeting great people out there, the FMCA conventions are a great way to do it. You know, they have a lot of really terrific benefits that we like, including the roadside assistance and mm-hmm. now they have Tech Connect back and just a, a bunch of great options. If you're not an FMCA member, we do have a discount to your FMCA membership. Check it out, it's over on our discount. Counts and Deals page on the Stressless Camping website.
1: And also whether you're a member or not if you aren't able to attend the entire convention but you're in the neighborhood and you'd like to stop by for a day we do have some passes to get you in for a day so that you can check out what FMCA conventions are all about.
0: Yeah so hit us up through our website there's a contact us form and we will be happy to have passes available for you to come and Spend the day with us, or at least with the FMCA.
1: Right. And I will say, I'll admit something now that the panic is over. For the last couple of weeks, we've been mentioning these free passes, and I wasn't sure where I had put them. <laughs> but I'm happy to tell you that I found <laughs> them
0: yesterday. Yeah, we actually touched them.
1: <laughs> I know where they are now.
0: <laughs> yeah. On our way from New Mexico to Perry, Georgia, where the FMCA convention is, one of the stops we made was Hot Springs, Arkansas, and the Treasure Isle Campground.
1: We stayed at Treasure Isle Campground, which is just outside of Hot Springs. It was a nice, nice experience. Well, I mean, there was that tornado warning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it rained a whole lot, but that's not their lot, fault.
1: But they were so nice there. The lady that checked us in like gave us all kinds of great information and helped us decide where to go. You know, to how to explore Hot Springs, and then. Of course, when there was the tornado warning, we went to the bathroom building and then uh, the golf cart came around, you know, the campgrounds golf cart and said, hey, they're opening what they called the big house. And I guess it's a it's a house on the property. There may be some history to it, but we didn't actually learn anything. You know, we didn't (laughs) we didn't find out much about it, but they're renovating this house. So it was kind of a gutted house. So we all went in there, you know, closed all the bedroom doors and kind of huddled in the middle of the house. And waited for the storm to blow over while by the way Tony and I hid in a closet and had a Zoom call. <laughs> yeah, we
0: Yeah. There you go. We what didn't did want to miss that call. The, so. right? <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty important to us. So yeah. yeah, that was kind of funny that you know, and I felt bad not only for the people who were kind of huddling away from the prospective tornado, but the the pets were just losing their oh, minds. The pets were so Poor sad. Because they don't understand. <laughs> they just know, hey, this ain't cool. Yeah. But anyway, everybody, you know, came out of it okay and
1: everything was um, fine. And it was just yeah. such a nice, it was a really nice campground. I wouldn't have minded spending a little more time there. We did spend a day in the town of Hot Springs, Arkansas, or slash Hot Springs National Park. Yeah. Which is like the same thing
0: (laughs) yeah it's so trippy This town is basically in a national park more or less or
1: the park is in the town yeah whatever
0: (laughs) and it's a cool town that that goes back to previous century or the i guess even the century before that right there are hot springs In Hot Springs, Arkansas. Yes,
1: oddly enough.
0: (laughs) So it's not just a name.
1: It's fun to just hang out. So it it is the only national park that has a brewery inside. Yeah, so that makes it
0: now my favorite (laughs) national park.
1: We walked around the town or the park, and you know, did some window shopping and had some lunch and went to the different bathhouses. The kind of the attraction, I think, to me is the row of it's called Bathhouse Row, and there's. I don't know, eight or ten buildings that were all different privately owned bathhouses. And two of them are still in operation as kind of bathhouses. It's the only place that you can actually get into the water is in these private places. There's no public spring access, but you can go and have massages and have private baths or there's one that's kind of a public pool. So don't forget to take your swimwear. Yeah. (laughs) There was some for sale actually. It wasn't like outrageously expensive. I think trunks were $20 and suits were 45. So if you forget, it is possible to get a suit and go in the pools, but we didn't do that. We wandered around and as I said, we had lunch and there's also a fountain on the street corner Where it's open, it flows anytime, and people can fill up their own jugs or jars or water bottles or whatever. People were there filling up their vessels. We didn't know that, so we weren't prepared for that
0: either. The interesting thing is, so this town, there are, as we said, hot springs there. And there's all these like wellheads or whatever that the town gets the water from and that water it's pretty hot right it's like 140 degrees and maybe hotter and it comes from deep in the earth that's why you can't go in 140 would would not be good yeah but they you know they capture all this water and send it to these mineral bath buildings and it used to be in the olden days they would think that that water had curative properties so if you had you know rheumatism or a bad back or whatever it was there oh you could sit in you know Fred's bath or Joe's bath and (laughs) and solve it and people would spend great deals of time doing that once we kind of started understanding western medicine better as a society then those hot springs kind of went away and the building stayed but the hot springs businesses tended to close up by the 1960s. But fortunately, the buildings were kept, and now some are reopened. Because, uh, let's face it, it feels good to go in the hot springs, right?
1: Right. Even if it's not curing anything, it's curing like, yeah. sadness or whatever. <laughs> whatever. It's curing being cold. <laughs> yeah, there is that.
0: And now... Some of the buildings are back reopened and they're also working to restore some of the buildings because mm-hmm. they're really beautiful. Yeah. That's kind of the hot springs of Hot Springs, Arkansas. And Peggy is actually writing an article about it. It kind of explains where the water comes from and, and that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. So the RVing geologist <laughs> page, which has been kind of sleeping lately, is going to get a, a little nudge. And I also, by the way, had someone reach out and ask me why I wasn't writing about New Mexico and it's just because I haven't had time and I do plan to write some things about New Mexico.
0: Yeah for those of you who don't know not only did Peggy work at Alpha Leisure making RVs but she also has a master's in groundwater geology so Hot Springs Arkansas was like a woohoo oh, for Oh yeah that. this
1: was a this was a must stop for me and related sort of to this, by next week we'll be able to tell you that we are also going this in this coming week we're going to Mammoth Caves in Kentucky and that kind of ties in you know the hot springs cause some melting away of the rock and that's what causes caverns and caves so I'm going to try and tie all that stuff together over my next few articles And then tying New Mexico in, then we'll go to Carlsbad Caverns (laughs) and talk about those caves.
0: So, in other words, when you're talking about caves, you're going to tell the whole story. The
1: whole story. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes.
0: So, anyway, Hot Springs, Arkansas, is a cool little town to to wander. And you get your national parks checkmark. And uh, we really did like treasure isle campground it was it was immaculately maintained and and the people were super it's everything you want in a campground and apparently there's a lot of water related activities when it's not march right <laughs> well there were water related activities we were dodging the rain in that uh-huh, tornado. Yeah. So there you go
1: <laughs> we mentioned that when we got to my cousin dan's house kim came and said we don't have any power. And she was, they were very apologetic, but we said, that's okay. We're all good. It doesn't matter to us. And so we thought, well, instead of them making us breakfast in the morning, like they did last time we were here, we invited them to come breakfast at camp, (laughs) which by the way is their backyard. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we broke out the flat top, you know, the rockwood comes with a Like the suburban version of Blackstone Griddle, right? Right. And so we we busted out the flat top. Well, we had brought green chili bacon with us. Yeah, actually, I
1: I found a sale on green chili bacon before we left home. So we had... A significant amount of green chili bacon. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's uh, we're really happy with this Dometic fridge and freezer, and it's a yes. pretty big freezer. And we filled it before we left.
1: Yeah, and uh, if we would ever eat at home, then we'd be <laughs> emptying it. But we keep finding <laughs> new and exciting places to eat. And <laughs> but we did. I sent Tony outside with a couple packages of bacon to fry up on the flat top, and I took some eggs and used our frying pan and i just kind of you know add a little milk and some cream cheese and some seasoning and we put it in the frying pan and let it cook for a little while and then put a bunch of cheese on top and stuck it in the oven and kind of made a an egg bake
0: yeah well not just any cheese in new mexico we found a local farm, and we'll put a link in the show notes because neither of us can remember the name of it at the moment. <laughs> we found a farm and they sell their own cheese, including green chili uh, cheddar. Yeah. And oh, it, green it's green chili so gouda, good. I believe. Oh, you're right. Green it is green chili gouda. Chi- green in the we did also
1: get some cheddar, but we used some green chili gouda, and so we sliced that up and put it on top of the eggs. So there was green chili on the bacon. There was some roasted green chili that was, that we carry around in the freezer, you know, not, not fresh because it's in the freezer, but it was yeah, not canned. Yeah, it's like roasted green chili. It was someone, someone had roasted them and we got them from them. And then there was the green chili and the cheese. So we had a good green chili breakfast. Sorry, Kim. I know it was a little spicy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I think we might be becoming New Mexicans because when you think that we're carrying stuff with green chili and carrying green chili and carrying cheese with green chili, (laughs) you might be a New Mexican.
1: Yeah, we have green chili on everything.
0: So this week's gadget report comes from Peggy.
1: We talked about the seminars that we teach at FMCA and one of them is that we like to tell people about the apps that we like to use the most and we've never called it the best apps because no. we know that there are millions of apps out there and there's no way we can know about all of them. And also the caveat I learned that we had to say is that that we use for on our iPhone because some apps aren't available on all platforms. Anyway, I'm pretty sure these two are. I have been using the GasBuddy app for quite some time and basically I just use that to see you know what the gas prices are coming up. So when Tony says we're gonna need gas in however distance then I look and say okay well there's X price coming up in five miles but if we can wait 37 miles the price goes down 10 cents a gallon. Well by golly, we're going to wait if we can, right? So that is really nice for just knowing what the prices are upcoming. And that's kind of all I use it for. It can do other things, but that's what I mostly use it for is just to see what the upcoming prices are so that we can decide how much farther we're going to drive before we stop. Well, recently, I also discovered the Loves travel app. So, you know, Loves is like a series of travel centers, gas stations, fuel stations, truck stops, whatever you want to call it, and they have an app. And I signed up for the app thinking, well, okay, that's okay. I'll just, I think I actually signed up because a lot of them have dump stations. We needed a dump station and I said, oh, well, let me see what I can find out about loves because we know those are pretty consistently good for dump stations. So I signed up for the app and it turns out that it shows us like all the amenities, you know, some of these loves are now putting in, not campsites so much, but RV overnighting overnighting spots spots, with hook, like full hookups and everything. So I can know if there's a dump station or if there's room for an RV to park or if there's overnight parking. All these things that are so great to know about, and also, by the way, discounts. Yeah. We have found that every time we go to Love's, we can use that app and save 10 cents a gallon Yeah, of that's, gas. That's, that's a lot. That's pretty significant. And then I also discovered on the last day that we drove, there's also an, uh, buy four drinks and get one free. Well, every time we stop, we fill our two coffee cups. <laughs> so in one day we wind up getting, (laughs) earning a free coffee for the next trip. Yeah. So it's been a really great app to use. I, again, I don't think that I know all the functionality that it can do. I'm still kind of exploring it, but I'm pretty pleased with it. And it's not a membership in that it's a certain amount per year. I think basically they just, want your email address. Yeah, they're you know, they're (laughs) trolling for of course um, that's what they want. And that's okay with me because if they want to send me emails to tell me where I can buy cheaper gas or when I can get free drinks, I'll read that email. I'm not proud.
0: (laughs) And as Peggy said, the other day we stopped at a loves and we filled our propane. We knew, oh that one has yes both a good price on gas and they also have propane, and that was pretty good. Some of them have, as Peggy said, they're not RV parks, but they're like self serve. Yeah, you know, overnight. they're full service parking spaces where you can overnight, which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah. That app also tells you which fast foods are there because a lot of loves have Chester's.
0: Oh, right.
1: Or Arby's or Subway. And so it actually tells you, in fact, there's a list and it tells you like if this one carries the. I don't remember now, the chicken nuggets or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Like like there, I guess there's certain foods that people love at Loves and they want to know if that next Loves is going to have that item. And so there's like a list of like, you know, such and such ice cream is available or whatever it is, you know, whatever the those popular food items are they tell you if it's available at your next loves
0: yeah it's a pretty slick app it's free so can't beat free right i mean right. that's a neat thing so the loves travel app is definitely worth downloading if you travel and i know they also you know loves is is a truck stop so if you want showers or yeah. those kind of things yep. they have that information in the app as well
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One of the things you might be traveling with is the RV of the week and that RV is the Camp 365, which is such an unusual towable RV that we had to go and make a a long trip just to see this thing in person. (laughs) It is, okay, so how do I describe it? Yeah. It starts life as a triangular, it's like a long triangle, sort of like a big silver Toblerone candy bar. Okay. (laughs) Right? And that's what you're towing. So it's about 1,500 pounds dry, so you could tow it with all kinds of vehicles so it's like 1500 pounds dry and then the neat thing is since it's triangular the way they built it if you're bringing bikes or kayaks you can strap those to the sides of this thing then when you get to camp believe it or not the wheels extend from the side so it gets wider and then these bases go down and it unfolds into this fairly large space (laughs) The front and backs are made out of aluminum and the the sides Mm -hmm. and such are made out of a product called Aqualon. Not Aqualung, although Aqualung. that is a pretty good song. <laughs> do, 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 do. Oh boy. Anyway, so aqualon, it's like a plastic and there's an inner and outer layer. So that makes the air gap so it's better insulation. You can get it with an outdoor shower or forced air furnace or air conditioning. Bunks for up to six adults, a camp stove. There's no wood in the build of this trailer and it's just it's really neat it's a neat concept and so a lot of people say you know what can i tow with my subaru or what can i tow with my wrangler this and it's (laughs) a pretty slick design it's when it's folded down it will fit into a normal garage so you have that uh, aspect of it you know fits in the garage easy towing because it's it's low when it's folded but then when it's open it's pretty big so check it out we have the full story and lots of pictures at stressescamping.com.
1: yeah that thing is cool and i haven't seen too many of them on the road but they sure are fun to crawl around
0: in yeah <laughs> that's check out that's and, the thing and you're and right en- i envision have
1: a, all the different ways you can use them
0: <laughs> i haven't seen I don't think I've seen any on the road, just at that dealership. Well, we have some good news.
1: We do have some good news. Do you remember last week in the question of the week, I asked if you plan to travel more or less this upcoming year? I am super thrilled for everyone. Well, for 32 of you who said you (laughs) get to travel more than you have in previous years this coming year. 32 people said traveling more 21 people said there's not going to be a whole lot of change. And only four people said that they have to cut their travel back.
0: Oh, man. Well, hopefully whatever is causing that will go away and you can travel more.
1: Yeah, but I am so excited. I really was kind of worried that the number was going to be more skewed, you know, toward less traveling. (laughs) So I'm super thrilled that 32 of you are traveling more this coming year. Yay. And I hope that we run into, well, not run into...
0: No, we don't. We're not going to try to do that (laughs) ever again. I hope we get to
1: meet up with some of you out there on the road. (laughs) Well, apparently some
0: of you are going to be at the FMCA convention. So, you know, of course we will be more specific about some sort of get-together at that.
1: Well, we better hurry up and figure that out.
0: (laughs) Wait, it's not the last minute yet. Gosh. (laughs) (laughs) So what's the question of the week for this week?
1: This week, I was curious... And it's not really so much RV related, but it just is a is a curiosity in my mind. What are you reading?
0: We've talked to RV authors in the past. Yeah. Lots of those. Right. Yeah, share what you're reading, and you can do that on our fun and friendly Stressless Camping Podcast Facebook group. <sighs> yeah, people have been very polite there. So, uh, if you're on Facebook, or even if you're not, go get a free Facebook account and come join us.
1: Right, just for that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well,
0: we know some people who have because you That's know, right. otherwise they're like, "Nah, Facebook, but right. whatever."
1: Yeah, that's kind of true. Yeah, Facebook. But it's worth it for this group.
0: Absolutely. At least we <laughs> think so. And it's free. And speaking of free, we also do a once-a-week newsletter and that's free too, which that's is right. links to the stories, videos, and podcasts that will help you get the most out of your R V experience. All you have to do is visit the website and if you're there for the first time, a pop-up will pop up and you can <laughs> sign up there or if you're a regular and we appreciate both bottom of every page there's a newsletter sign-up form and and of course you know we're never going to share your information and we only send one email a week Period. End of story. Because I am just too lazy That's to just, do more yeah. than that.
1: That's just enough for us. You betcha. So when you're on the website then and you're done signing up for the newsletter, you can find the show notes for this episode where we have all those links that we talked about. And this is episode number 193 yep. on the podcast page.
0: At StresslessCamping.com, which is also where you'll find our discounts on deals for the best things you'll need on your Stressless Camping adventure.
1: And if you know of a great deal or you have a great deal for our audience, please reach out and let us know. We are always thrilled to have more deals and discounts for our listeners.
0: Yep. And of course we're in all the social places, but you can start at stressescamping.com and upper right corner of any page, that's where you can get links to all the places that we are on the social world. And of course you can also subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already, it's free and we are saving you a seat around our virtual campfire.
1: And by the way, we want to thank all the people who have written reviews or sent reviews in on the podcast, on those podcast catchers that give more people an opportunity to learn about us and know that we're kind of worth listening to, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) The more (laughs) listeners we get, then the more people who are willing to come on and be guests of ours so that we have great, great, great information to share with everyone.
0: Yeah, that's the whole, that's the way this whole circle works. Well, anyway, so thank you so much for being here again this week, for your time on the website and spending time with us on the various places that we are. We hope that you're planning some wonderful adventures Mm -hmm. for this upcoming season and most of all, happy happy
1: camping. camping!